We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. It's Steve with Census Fidelium coming at you on the 7th of February, 2020. Just wanted to do a little podcast on discipline. You know, you got everyone that's all the problems in the world right now and problems in the church, especially. How do we get through the daily grind, as it would say? How do we make ourselves better day by day? How do we become saints day by day? You know, St. Alphonsus brought to just a moment of time. And if you think about it, you know, this second right now, gone. Never going to get it back again. The next second, gone. Going to get it back again. Never going to get it back again. The next second, and so on. Minutes, seconds, and minutes, minutes add up to hours. Hours add up to days. Days add up to weeks. Weeks add up to months. Months add up to years. So why are we wasting, how are we wasting time? How are we using time? How are we wasting time? <clears throat> how can we make better of our time? Maybe we need to work on discipline. And you know, I'm not just talking to everybody. I, just like priests will say when they do sermons, they're talking to themselves too. <clears throat> so I'm talking to myself as well. I took, I jotted down notes. I heard this interview. I know people from the last one got mad at me for, watching a Dave Rubin's interview with Jocko Willis. The purity police came out. There was a lot of truth involved in that. Yeah, the people were flawed. That doesn't mean that the interview was flawed. Now that wasn't an R-rated movie. Get out of here with that. Anyways, discipline. How can we come better with that? Well, sleep in, sleeping in. Do you sleep in? Get up early. Set the alarm clock for 6 o'clock when the Angelus comes out. 6.30. Even if you don't have to go to a work at 9, 8 o'clock job or 9 o'clock job, get up early. Get up before the kids get up. Maybe do a workout. You know, say your morning prayers, 30 Hail Marys, morning offering, etc. Maybe bust out a rosary if you need. Go work out. Get your body moving. You know, it's good for to tune the mind, get the blood to the brain, make you feel better as well. It's good for healthy-wise, too, because... You get, a, you get a, a body that's not healthy, you're not going to have a good mind either, and that's going to affect everything in life, prayer mind, anxiety, stress, etc. So you have to take care of your body. I mean, it's coming from an exercise science major, if that's even a major. I, mean, I know it's not exactly, you know, the greatest major in the history of the planet, but 
that was the, that's what the degree the background and a personal trainer for six years still get up and work out in the morning now and I box etc so I go four or five days a week uh, I balance don't go more than an hour I superset so I'm not in uh, there's guys in there for two three hours a day four hours maybe they talk a lot they talk to each other look themselves in the mirror I get in go I put the earphones on I'm not listening to music I'm using listen to a podcast interview news reports uh, something on the faith anything anything that I can learn during whenever I do something when I'm driving I'm doing that but I'm not praying I'm listening to podcasts you know, making worth making the best most out of my time really but yeah get up turn on an interview turn on an exercise program if you need help let me know I'll write you up a workout <laughs> I've done that for years I don't know uh, read up on it figure out what you need figure out what you need to you know get better on health wise see a doc see what you need to improve on go from there you got to know where you got to you got to know where you are before you get going but don't sleep in set the alarm clock get up force yourself to get up and when you the start it's not going to be easy you're going to have to get up early don't do the go to bed early thing because you won't be tired you won't get to sleep you can only sleep for about four to five hours because you're just laying there for two of them or three of them but the next morning just go to bed when you usually go to bed and get up early you're gonna be tired that day but that nighttime by the time bedtime comes around you're gonna be tired you're gonna to want to go to sleep and then get yourself in that habit over and over again get up get up don't hit that snooze button get up take naps during the day I take a nap 20 minutes top uh usually about 12 31 o'clock two o'clock I'll take a 20 minute nap I'm good to go and go the rest of the day most most countries do that siestas in Mexico Europe does that the people in the United States for some reason don't do it there's plenty of studies on about naps too just 20 minutes don't need to go over but 20 minutes even if you don't go to sleep just close your eyes and rest then get back at it you need the rest you don't you can't just go you're not a machine you're not a terminator you'll drop especially if you have a family so get up early pray have your have your scheduled prayer have, have the prayers you you know you, your your prayers that's I mean the three Hail Marys is a given the morning offerings are given if you do any extra devotions you know get them done eat breakfast let me work out too if I eat work out eat make sure you eat healthy then have a schedule for your day mark down what you need to get done that day what time you're gonna allot for XYZ and don't go from you know I remember when I, I, I had a job at the gym so I took it when I went out to Denver it was a 24-hour fitness they put me at sales which that's my background but I didn't think they put me behind a phone for 24 hours a day it seemed like no there eight hours a day but uh we had to put a schedule together eight eight to fifteen what we were gonna do it literally was eight to eight fifteen we're putting the schedule I wrote down putting schedule together <laughs> 8 15 to 9 9 30 making phone calls how many was I going to try to get you know 9 30 to 10 o'clock I was going to do this 10 o'clock 10 15 is going to clean the bathroom 10 15 to 11 15 I was going to do more phone calls 11 15 to 12 15 I was going to go hit the road you know go to go to different places try to talk to people on the street or you know at a grocery store etc put up a table you know, 12 15 and 1 15 lunch break relax work out you know things like that do that for work too hey don't I mean you won't be able to go eight to, you know eight to nine this nine to twelve this twelve to three this if something's gonna go wrong something's going to throughout the day so make sure you got like ten to twelve you're gonna bust out 
reports or whatever it is. 12 to 1 or whatever is lunch and break and, you know, whatever you're going to do. And take phone calls in between, you know, 1 to 2 or 1 to 3. Then 3 to 5, you're busting it, whatever it is. Put that down. You're going to get this done during those hours. Throw in spiritual reading, too. <clears throat> Don't forget to do that for the day. Throw in, like, you know, from 7 to 8. I'm going to do spiritual reading, or whenever the kids go to bed, 9 to 10, I'm going to do some spiritual reading, study, apologetic-wise, study the faith for an hour. You're going to do that come high or hell well, oh, <laughs> come hell or high water, 9 to 10, studying the faith, 8 to 9, eight to nine you know, whatever, family rosary, uh, catechism with the kids, whatever it is, I don't, you know, I don't have older kids yet, so that's just an idea from what I've heard from other families do. You know, think about that. Make that a steady regimen. Gabriel Garcia Moreno had a daily regimen, a regular. It's up on the website. It's at reginaprofetarum.org. You can print it out. I got to print it out in print. He had a daily thing what he was going to do from when he got up to when he was going throughout this whole day. And it's not in that. But if you read his life and his books and biographies, it talks about how his regular days would go. He would get up, go to mass. He would get up at 6 was it four no five o'clock five o'clock and get up and then go he'd hear mass at six do a holy hour go by the the town around eight o'clock eight to nine was doing this with the city nine to twelve nine to eleven he was in his office eleven to twelve he was you know making house calls you know four to five he was uh finishing up at the office five to seven no five to eight he was hanging out with his family, was donated to his family. That was delegated to his family, 5 to 8. And then from 8 to 11, he was studying, reading, etc. Bed, he only slept for about 5 to 6 hours. Up again, done it, do it again. And we're talking, this was a guy that when his, I think his daughter, yeah, his daughter died, he bawled, he bawled like a baby, and he said he did. He talked about how he couldn't believe how much it would bother him that, you know, about his daughter dying because he was a good father and he loved his kids. But he just talked about how strong and proud of a man he was, was put down on his knees when his daughter died. He, he loved his kids. And then get into the balance. Make sure you don't go one extreme to the other. Don't say you got to give up work for the family because you're, you're, you're neglecting the family and put too much on the family because then that will affect your work. And then when you affect your work, you might not get, you know, you might get that, not get that promotion. You might get fired. You might lose your job. And then you got anxiety, stress at a whole different level because now you neglected your work. So make sure you got work, family, health, etc., all in a balance. Don't one extreme to the other. Everything about the religion is not is don't do extremes. Stay focused. Get motivated. And what is motivation? I mean, motivation is not somebody just yelling at you to do something. Yeah, you've seen that on you know war movies, games, teams, etc., like that. Even though I thrive, I love that. I love the coach yelling at me. That was. I knew that he was caring for me when they were yelling at me. If I didn't, they weren't yelling at me, I figured, oh, shoot, I'm, they don't care. So, I mean, I didn't do anything to make them yell at me, but you know what I mean. You want them you want them to care. You know you're being careful. But motivation, I mean, you can get somebody to show up and do something, but you won't get their maximum effort for it. But when I was playing basketball, no one forced me to go shoot you know, or make 500 three-point three shots every day. I was me, I was motivated to do that on my own. Nobody's forcing you to say a rosary. No one's forcing you, uh, forcing you to say three rosaries. No one's forcing you to go to Mass every day. You have to want to go do that. 
And if because the sword forces you to go do it, just like the idea of God won't force you, it can do you anything he God can do anything to you, but he can't force you to love him because that would be slavery. So you have the freedom yourself to do the same thing. You have the motivation to go do it because you one love God. Or you do this for your family because you love your family. Can't force it. Sure you can, you know. Maximum effort can only come from the individual. They will only put forth maximum effort if they actually want to. Otherwise, they'll be holding back and staying in their comfort zones. Progress would be limited. If you look at the world's best athletes, they're not that way because someone pushed them to do it. They do it because they want to do it. Yes, coaches play a huge role in, the, in that, but you have to have that inner drive. You have to have that it factor to do it. And then you obviously talent. But to do that extra rep, that comes from you. You want to be able to. If you're doing, say you're benching, repping out 225 on a bench, that last that, that last one is not because someone else wants you to do it. You will it. You want to do it. You want to push. You put everything into that to get that up there. Spiritual warfare. Same thing. Saying erosion when you're tired, when you don't want to. Thinking about it. You know, not clicking on that blog. That's not going to get you anywhere. We're just entertainment-wise or tickling your uh, ears, whatever you want to call it, or listen to something that's just making you feel good. Which goes into focus on what matters. Yeah, I know I, I listened to that Jocko thing. I actually have his book, Leadership Strategies and Tactics. has a talk about that with focusing on what's important. talks about being in the battlefield. If you hear reconnaissance fire, you don't turn around and unload everything you got at that one one guy that's just popping a couple off just to see where you're at to see if you'll give yourself away. Or if you're playing ball, playing sports, you have to have discipline not to go for the fake. You know one guy's going one way, you got it. You you bet when you're defending, you're watching the stomach. You, you can't fake with your stomach. You can fake with your head. You can fake with the ball. You can fake with your arm. When I pitched, <clears throat> I would squeeze. The ball to act like I was throwing a changeup. I would make sure the batter. I remember this like it was yesterday. I, I was pitching at a guy, played for the Reds. It was the old man's league. He was 6'5", 220. We had him at, I had him on a 2-2 count, and I squeezed the ever living you know what at the ball to make my forearms look like they were tensing up, because I like to throw junk. And last second, I went to a two-seam fastball and threw it right by him. He had no chance at that thing. Yet he wasn't focused on that. He, was, he saw other things and adapted to that, thinking he was going to cheat the system on that. you got to outsmart the opponent sometimes. But don't buy those fakes. So put that on a sheet, a little, like a, not a to-do list, but a graph. One side, what I can't control. On the other side, what I cannot control. And then write down on things on what I can control. What can you control? How many times do you say rosie a day? Can I go to this? Can I get to adoration? Uh, am I going to do spiritual reading? How much time can I get to the family? Will I play ball with the kids tonight? Will I play a game with the kids? Will I read to the kids tonight? Can I study? Will I be able to study tonight? Will I be able to read this tonight? Will I watch TV for, you know, tonight or no? Will I, you know, ex you see where I'm going. And on the other side, what I cannot control. Number one up top, what's going on in Rome? You can't control that. Anybody says they can is delusional. Sure, you say you say prayers for the Pope. You say prayers for the Church. We can 
help that way. But there's absolutely nothing under the sky that you can do to change Rome, to change the Pope, to change the Cardinals, etc. You being a better Catholic, you being a better husband, you being a better wife, that will change a lot of things too. That will change your neighbors, that will change your family, that will change your spouse, that will change your parishioners, that will change your priest maybe. So start small and things like that. Let's fix ourselves. Look at the man in the mirror. Work on him first. Then we work on our spouse. Work on our kids. Work on our neighbors. If we're worried about Rome, you better have that whole neighborhood converted first. That whole city better be a Catholic first. That whole state should be a Catholic first. Maybe that whole ne that whole continent. Then after you get done with the continent, yeah, go work on Rome. But if you can't get your, you see these guys that have you know yelling about everything that's going on at the church and they have problems in the family got to get our folk got to get our minds right like i talked about last time or as mentioned last time before we went into a game you have to get your minds right got to have our focus right if our focus is rome every day then we're neglecting our families and everything close to us so what can you control put that on a list be honest <clears throat> What you cannot control. What can, right? What I cannot control, and just go down the list. Yes, and I'm not saying put your head in the sand. I get a lot of guys keep telling me, oh, I'm not telling you. Know, people putting your hand in the sand. That's not good. I never said that. I just, didn't, I just said don't focus on that. Don't read 20 blogs or 20 reports or 20 hours of read 20 or listen to 20 hours of podcasts talking about the problems in Rome. That most of reason speculating or guessing. Yeah, we joke about. I got. I got. I'm on a. I'm on a text uh, group that we joke about some of the things. We're getting other things done. I guarantee, if you talk to the other guys, they're doing their thing done for their family and themselves, getting the priorities right. They got their list in order. They're not listening to two hours of a podcast talking about, you know, the same thing over and over again about a problem. The bishops in you know, Germany or what what the Pope said on an airplane, etc. Like that. We know what's going on. Read it. Read the headline. Read the first couple things and go on to the next thing. Read Alphonsus. Read Bellarmine. Read Thomas. Don't overreact. Keep your emotions in check. Take measure account of the situation. Keep your opinions to yourself as you analyze logically what is actually happening. You know, detachment's a big thing. We got to, you know, Lent's coming up. We got to learn how to detach from a lot of things. Detach from the negative news. Detach from the negative blog write-ups. Detach from the problems in Rome. We know it's there. Like I said, you know it's there. As one priest did in a sermon, talked about, I don't need to go down to the sewer to know that it stinks. Why do you want to waste your time on that? Time is precious. Why do you want to waste your time on reading about things you know is already the way it is? So a form of detachment is, I don't care. Create a don't care movement. Mindset. Ah, uh, you know, like the Pope said this, don't care. Now, you know, obviously if it's in faith and morals, yeah, we have to care. But a lot of people act like every time he says something or sneezes, it's an infallible sneeze. That's not the case. And we get into this all worked up every time we get 24-7 news coverage. Every time he says X, now we got everyone blogging and posting about it, tweeting it, memes about it, over and over, constant in your face. Don't care. Move along. Focus on what's important. You know, my brother and I, back in college, I guess a lot of people didn't like it. We would we would say that to people. Don't care. Move on. What's next? 
the obviously we weren't great we weren't even we were just basically punch our cards catholic at the time but uh we were doing we were we were already doing that i don't know it's on you know just in a way thank be to god that we were already practicing that don't care mindset we didn't think of it as important don't care so same here <clears throat> not caring is a very powerful tool care about the church yes care about your state in life yes care about doing X Y and Z that make you a better make you a saint yes don't care about the things that can make you stagnant or bring you back in the faith or bring you down literally I don't listen I don't read if I see a post on a blog or on the on a Facebook feed or Twitter feed nine times out of ten I'm not clicking it I've made a Lennon thing what was it five six years ago six or seven years ago my first spiritual director uh, he's online and I would I made it to myself and we went agree, we agreed to it at the time and I still follow it saying if I don't see him post it I don't read it because I know he's this, his time he has way less time than I do now I thought it's important for him to post to read because I know he read it if he's gonna post it he's gonna put his name by it if he wrote if he wrote it or if he's posting it to share and says hey you had to read this to the uh, people in his parish or friends of his then I'll take the time to read it because I know he has way less time than I do so yes discipline start small you, Rome wasn't built in a day it didn't crumble in a day you don't get in perfect you don't get in tip-top shape overnight you don't get out of shape overnight it takes time so keep persevering another virtue perseverance create the virtue every virtue we have takes time to create you have to have discipline to create those virtues prayer as well you've probably heard the phrase do the ordinary extraordinary start small perfect it move to the next start with not sleeping in don't hit that snooze get up you hit it get up drop down your knees say your three home marys throw some water on your face brush your teeth say your morning prayers after that get up and work out get going with the day put down a put down a schedule about how your day is going to go and go from there start small and then the, that will get better that will get easier again this is for me I gotta do this too I saw that I thought about it all week as I'm gonna do this but I did it last couple last two weeks about the sleeping in about the not sleep in part and getting up earlier and go, going to work out in the morning man that sucked I am not a morning workout when I when I was first training I had to get to the gym at 530 for my first clients 535 I beat them to death because they got me up early. I, I mean, I love they were they were, my, they were my biggest fan friends. I never understood why they were getting up early to go in because you see, you know, I always drove by a gym going into mass. I'm like, man, these guys can get up to go to you know the gym, but they can't go to mass. And then find out when when masses are scheduled around in your area. Are there is there a morning one? Six thirty, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Try to get them one extra mass a week to fill up that week try to might not be able to get to it every day god knows you're trying he knows your heart if you're trying try to put a little schedule i got a, i got a uh, uh dry erase board with all the masses that are in the area confessions and the, and where they are times etc so i know what day of the week it is and go from there and schedule the week out with that especially confession wise put that out put a schedule out if you have a roadmap, you can follow it. If you're just flying at the seat of your pants, you're not gonna—it's not gonna go too well. You're gonna waste a lot of time. Be disciplined. 
I know I said that a couple times, repetitio mater studiorum, repetition is the mother of all study. Get discipline, get discipline in you. It might not come easy for everybody. You might not have played ball when you were in college or high school. So I might have had it, might have had it easy. That happens. But like this week, I knew what I was gonna do. I got the job done at work. I got my stuff done for the website. I put the videos together. I got a lot done when I was, when I put the time in for it. When I had the time allotted that I wrote down, I was gonna do it. I got a lot done this week. And I'm gonna redo that next week too and get better at it, make sure I get better at that. Cause at the end of the day, I get to go home and hang out with the kids and little guys standing there smiling at me when I'm going in and reaching out for me. I don't have to go on the computer after that like I was before I got the, this job. I was going in, I was working until seven or something like that, neglecting the family a little bit, trying to get more done. Now I'm getting more done in less time. And now I'm giving more time to the family and playing ball with the kids or just sitting there reading a book or whatever that he's not even, he might not even know what, he's just looking at the photos, but spending time with them and then having dinner and having more time and then reading at night after they get to bed. As they said in this interview, uh, a guy was giving him giving him grief because he posted a photo of him surfing with his family on a weekend and someone wrote, that must be nice. And he was talking about, goes, man, maybe I shouldn't post that in, it was things like that anymore. I mean, I'm just, maybe that's rubbing it into somebody. And I'm not saying I'm at the beach right now. <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I love the beach, but ain't happening. But he saw somebody comment underneath it. And their comment was, discipline equals freedom. So yeah, when you get to that regiment, discipline, but regular, every day, and you focus on, you get your stuff done, and you get everything you need done, done, completed, and you're growing and becoming better as a person, better as a human, better as a Catholic, and becoming knowledgeable and more holier, become more free. This is Steve Cunningham. If you listen to this, you are the resistance.